Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I just want to read you this email because we're going to get into the issue of pay raises for MPs, for Cabinet Minister, for the Prime Minister, for Senators, all of who are already doing pretty well already. Email from Kelly. Good afternoon, Roy. I wrote to my MP, Len Weber, about how unfair MPs get pay increases and we citizens get an increase in carbon taxes and liquor taxes, etc. I told him this is unfair. They're not affected by any of these increases because they got a raise. I have not heard back from him. Thank you, Kelly. Mr. Weber. Mr. Weber, take note. Calgary Confederation, one of your constituents, contacted you. Maybe you should reply. Just a thought. Okay, it's been a little while since we have uh, aired a segment with the Beauties, Beauties and the Beast panel, and Linda Leatherdale, the former money editor for the Toronto Sun, vice president of Cambria, Canada, wrote an op-ed titled, Canadians Suffer Layoffs, Pay Cuts, Tax Hikes, MPs Get Pay Raises. That did run in the sun. And Linda is with us, of course. How are you, Linda? I am great, Roy. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for writing what you wrote. I miss your writing. It's so good. Thank you, Roy. so good. I love writing. Yeah, you're the best at it. (laughs) Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and Justin Trudeau seatmate during question period, who was silenced by her own party because she insisted on posting her MP expenses online. How are you, Michelle? I'm just great, Roy, and happy Easter. Happy Easter, indeed. Uh, And let's just remind, would you just remind our listeners, please, of what happened, Michelle, when you decided that it was your job, it was your responsibility to provide Canadians, your constituents and all Canadians, with the information, the precise information of how you spent expense money as a member of Parliament. What happened to you? Notwithstanding the fact, Roy, that I had permission from the party whip, uh, I did end up getting whipped. (laughs) I, I was silenced, I was gagged, I was not allowed to speak in Parliament, uh, as retribution. I was taken off my, you know, my committee and uh, relegated to one that wasn't quite up my alley necessarily. Uh, all in all, it was a bit of a hell, but I wouldn't change any of it. No, the, 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 the other part of the story is that we've talked about is that when, when you were offered by, uh, by your leader at the time, uh, you were offered... Uh, if you just stopped doing this, you were offered a, a really nice office with its own bathroom. Oh, yes. I, see, I, I, I leave that part out because it's actually quite... Uh, it insults my intelligence that they thought I could be bought off by a private washroom. Yeah, you were bought off. They were trying to buy you off. It was a, an academic uh, from Harvard who tried to buy you off. You would have think he thought he might know better. Anyway... Great to have you both with us. And, of course, Catherine Swift, the founder of Working Canadians, that's Working CDNS, at Working CDNS uh, on Twitter, former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. You've been holding your fire, Catherine. Fire away. (laughs) Oh, no, I've just been uh, entertained by the stories of my fellow beauties. And, yes, Linda, that was a great article. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. But And also, Roy, just to add to your intro there, let's not forget that it wasn't simply MPs, senators, et cetera, et cetera, but Trudeau gave all the government employees a raise a few months ago as well. So those of us in the private sector who pay taxes to support government, 
uh, have seen everybody but us <laughs> get a raise. And of course, a lot of people in the private sector not only haven't gotten a raise, they've gotten no pay. They've had their business bankrupted. Uh, frankly, it's it's outrageous. And let's not forget, in 2008, when we had the economic meltdown, which, by the way, is nowhere near the economic meltdown we're having now with the pandemic, but the Harper government actually suspended those raises for three years. Frankly, they should have canceled them outright, but they did suspend them for three years. So at least let's look at a bit of history here yeah, yeah. Uh, and see that other governments did something a little more sensible. Okay, so now let's go back to Ms. Leatherdale who wrote this op-ed, and it's filled with uh, with information, including the fact that even the Pope decided that the Vatican should either take some pay cuts or have salaries frozen. Uh, Linda, why don't you walk us through the essentials, the nuts and bolts, and what it is you found, and what stood out most to you? Well, first of all, I want to do a shout-out to a guy in Lethbridge, Les, who sent me an email and I guess had read me over the years and said, this is infuriating me. And when I looked at it, I went, oh, my goodness, I got to get on this. And it seemed like it wasn't getting a lot of play at that time. But come on, what a cruel April Fool's Day joke. And you're right. Even the Pope, who spoke today, it's Easter Sunday, he did salary freezes and pay cuts up to 10% because he said around the world people are suffering, and so we must suffer with them. But what happens in the ivory towers of Parliament Hill? Come on, nothing. So think about this. Trudeau earns under 400000 actually 365200 and he's getting an extra 6400 and an extra 3200 to the uh, MPs and the senators, um, and then a 4700 boost for others. And to me, that is just wrong, because I've listened to your show today. Dan Kelly, again, talked about these businesses. And what about the little guys who don't even have a, a job now? And we have so many, 183,000 fewer jobs, or sorry, 834,000 fewer jobs a year ago. Now, Trudeau took heat last year because carbon, carbon tax went up the same day. And he said, well, I can't do anything. I parole government, so I can't pass the legislation to rescind this. By the way, it was Prime Minister Paul Martin who brought in this legislation in 2005. Mm -hmm. But he said he couldn't do it. Well, no, they are sitting now. There is no excuse for this. No, there isn't. No, and they can all. They should all be doing all 338 of them, including and the Senate and the uh, cabinet. Well, the cabinet is part of the uh, whole equation. But as Catherine says, also the uh, the highly placed and highly paid uh, uh, bureaucrats. And we will say this, and have to let's be fair here. That some of them, including Trudeau, have said that they'll take their money that they've the raises and they'll apply it elsewhere, give it to charities and so on. And that's that's fair. That's yep. what they should do. But they should just cancel the raises. Michelle, why is it so hard? It isn't, Roy. And I actually I disagree with you on that point about they're giving it to charity. First off, we have no proof of that. And secondly, it's our money. We should be able to decide where the money goes. You don't trust if them? that's the case. Michelle, you don't trust them? <laughs> You're trying to have April Fools again, right? Maybe. Anyway, uh, no, it's it's easy. But all of this, including what Linda mentioned uh, and Catherine about not being accountable in terms of budgets, in you know we haven't had a federal budget in forever. They're they're using a tragic situation as cover to continue on with this lunacy. 
Yeah. Do you know, uh, Catherine and Linda Michelle, you will all, you'll all appreciate this. They, I, I remember the, I would do interviews with, uh, with panels of members of parliament in, you know, when I was on the air Monday to Friday, where we'd get a uh, conservative member, we'd get a, a liberal member, we'd get an NDP member. And they were at each other's throats. I remember this. They would be at each other's throats until the issue of compensation came <laughs> up. And at the time, it was the it was the MP um, pension that was the big story. They were getting like, for every dollar we were putting in, or they were putting in, we were putting in up to 24 bucks. And the pension is just tremendous um, if you've been elected twice or served six years. But when we got to the issue of compensation, they were all in agreement with one another. They all worked hard. They all deserved it. And we should recognize that. Ms. Swift. Well, I was just going to say that why should there be any automatic annual mandated increases, period? This should, I mean, in the private sector, it, every year, compensate at least anywhere I've worked in the private sector, it gets evaluated every single year and uh, look at inflation, perhaps look at how the entity did from a financial standpoint. And we have that booze tax, Roy, you were citing somebody that you heard from. Um, the the automatic boost tax escalator every single year. That is unacceptable. That's taxation without representation, which is supposed to be illegal. So there should be none of these automatic mandated annual increases. They should be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Is the money there to pay them? And, you know, if we ever needed to see the real income inequality in Canada, it's the public sector, including the politicians and whatnot, including those pensions that you alluded to there, Roy, um, and the private sector who are the ones that pay for it. Yeah. But again, Canadians, if we're stupid enough to elect these people, I guess we'll get what we deserve. Michelle, so, and then we have to take a break here, but Michelle, so if I understand the fundamentals of parliamentary business uh, properly, these pay raises, these automatic pay raises were voted on by members of the then parliament. And so would it not make sense if that first supposition on my part is correct, would it not make sense to suggest that the current crew could just strike it off the record, just say, we're not doing this anymore? Am I right? Am I wrong? You're absolutely right. And that's exactly why these automatic raises should be eliminated. Entirely. Linda, an email from Pamela. She writes, Linda did a great op-ed that I sent to friends. Thanks, Linda. Thumbs up, Pam. (laughs) Thank you, Pam. And you know, another reader sent it to every politician, including provincials, and saying everybody deserves or should be taking a pay cut. Yes, ma'am. Remember, I read the email from Kelly, who uh, sent an email to uh, us that she contacted or sent a correspondence to her MP, Len Weber of Calgary, um, and was waiting for a reply. I received this. Hi, I'm the financial agent for Len Weber MP regarding the April 1 raises that MPs received. Len will donate his raise and more to a number of charities. So I wanted to uh, read that on the air. Uh, From Daryl, let me read you this. Uh, From Daryl, you currently have my faves on the beauties. Thanks. Roy, please. Ask about the automatic pay raises in the Senate, too. I know you won't like this, but too bad, sir. Oh, he says something nice about me. Len, you're so, you're too, Daryl, you're too kind. He says you're a Canadian hero. I, I, I didn't read the email until I just got to that point, but thank you. You are a Don't hero. think of myself in those terms. I'm t- talking to three of my heroes, Linda Latherdale, Michelle Simpson, and Catherine Swift. Okay, Linda, fire away. Well, you know... 
come on, we have a budget coming down. Let's think about this. Not only government debt is at a record, record high, and consumers are drowning in a sea of debt. And this is what I worry. Like a new poll shows one in three Canadians feel worse off today than a year ago. 63% are worrying that they won't have enough money for retirement. 53% are still concerned about losing a job. We got the third wave and more lockdowns. And only 38% say they are confident they will live as well as their parents. And, you know, another uh, uh, bankruptcy expert said there's been a rise in this high-risk subprime debt. So, you know, don't worry, be happy. We have low interest rates. We've got a housing market on fire that's making everybody feel falsely, I believe, rich. And I believe that bankruptcies, we've already seen it in the... um, in, the, in, in certainly businesses, but consumer debt. They were on rise before we went into the pandemic, Roy. And then we got the bailouts and we got the crews and the Serbs and everything else. But what happens at the end? You, We're on a treadmill of a debt disaster, I believe. So the, 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 the op-ed is uh, Canadians suffer layoffs, pay cuts, tax hikes, MPs get pay raises. It's in the Toronto Sun, and the Sun uh, writes about you. Uh, Linda Leatherdale, former money business editor for Sun Media in Toronto, Ottawa, and Edmonton. She's a regular guest on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So I want to mention the Sun because they'd mentioned us. Catherine, I have one minute for you, and then we'll turn it over to the former member of Parliament, who is no longer a member of Parliament, not even a member of the Liberal Party. Well, I have a message to my fellow Canadians. What we need to do at this juncture, agreeing with everything Linda just said on the debt, and it's going to take us a decade minimum to crawl out of this mess financially and in other ways, uh, probably longer. But we should demand that this pandemic be used as an opportunity to do things like fix the outrageous government pensions, which are going to be grossly underfunded, by the way, after this pandemic. And guess who's going to be asked to make up the difference while we struggle, you know, to to save money for ourselves. We should we should see a freezing of government compensation, a switch from the guaranteed defined benefit pensions to defined contribution pensions. And so everybody in Canada has the same opportunity to save for retirement and so on. We, the voters, are going to have to demand that. And that should be a number one priority post-pandemic. Ms. Simpson, over to you, former seatmate to the current prime minister. Well, I I certainly uh, think it's disgusting. And I'd like to think that we could demand. I really do. I'm just not sure... How, how effective it is on this particular issue. On other issues, I would certainly agree, but I think that the greed and the self-interest is superseding everything, Roy. You know, I, I just want to say this about you, and I know that Catherine and Linda completely concur. You are, you know, they say the honorable ones, you really are an honorable one because you stood up to the pressure you stood up to the bullying. You wouldn't be cowed. You wouldn't be pushed into the corner. You wouldn't be bribed. They silenced you. They tried to punish you every way possible. And um, you are um, an example of who should be in Canada's Parliament, Michelle Simpson. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.